Hi, I'm Matt Cotty. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I specialize in helping people take their lives back from common mental health challenges. I believe we all deserve and can achieve great mental health. And on this podcast, I'm going to share with you practical tools, strategies, and principles that will help you navigate the path to recovery and move towards becoming the best version of yourself. Welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Show. Hey there, and welcome to this episode where we're going to talk about overcoming intrusive thoughts, and specifically, we're going to talk about overcoming intrusive thoughts related to harm or harmful intrusive thoughts, however you want to say it. So for those of you that don't know me, uh, my name is Matt Cotty, and I am a licensed clinical social worker and the founder of Restored Minds and the creator of the AAA Response. Now, um, before we dive into this episode, I just wanted to uh, bring to your awareness and down in the notes are, uh, are a few links where you can get a free guide as well as uh, access to our two-day workshop that we, we recently did um, on breaking out of OCD and anxiety or breaking free from OCD and anxiety. And I go in depth into a lot of the stuff that I'm going to talk about here, um, you know, but but really way more in depth. And then um, if you would really help out our show by liking and subscribing or even leaving a comment below, um, or even if you really want to go above and beyond. Um, We also have a, you know, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, all that stuff would really help the algorithm of the show and help help us out greatly. And if you feel compelled to support the show, um, we have a link in the notes where you can do that as well through PayPal. So with that said, let's go ahead and dive into overcoming intrusive thoughts. So we're on this series. We talked about intrusive thoughts. We talked about how when you try to don't stop, um, you or you try to stop intrusive thoughts, they get worse and worse and worse. Um, we talked about the white bear and, uh, effect and the ironic process by uh, Daniel Wagner, and then we um, we also uh, in the last episode we talked about sexual intrusive thoughts, and and I was kind of breaking down the difference between again those uh, you know like sexual intrusive thoughts versus like sexual desires and fantasies and the difference right and uh, really a lot of that is going to overlap here into the um, intrusive harmful thoughts. So there's there's many manifestations that this can take on here. Um, when it comes to intrusive harmful thoughts. And and what I mean by that is there's many different experiences someone can have. And the main thing I want to focus on right away is this idea of ego dystonic and ego syntonic. So the ego, again, is our self-concept. It's our lowest level of consciousness, right? And the interesting thing about these thoughts is even, even on our lowest plane of consciousness, which is the ego, we still recognize these thoughts as uncharacteristic and not representing what we truly want. That's what ego dystonic is, right? It's, it's this idea that these thoughts aren't a representation of, of what I want, you know, the, who I am, what I desire, all of that, right? We have this awareness that these thoughts are, are intrusive, right? By their very nature. When a thought is ego syntonic, on the other hand, it's in alignment with who we who we understand ourselves to be at that time. It's in alignment with what we want, right? And um, and it doesn't bother us, right? An egocentric thought is not going to cause anxiety, right? Like so, if you let's say that you again steal things for a living, right? And that's how you make money in this world, which is again a pretty 
low level way to make money, not one that I recommend or, uh, or, you know, um, subscribe to, you know, it's just not, uh, it's just not a, a, a helpful thing for society. But anyways, um, let's say that, you know, that's what you do. When you have a thought about stealing something, it doesn't bother you because I mean, that's again, it aligns with what you do day in, day out. So, so same kind of thing here with, um, when we're talking about harmful intrusive thoughts, the first thing that we want to talk about is this idea of ego dystonic and ego syntonic. With harmful intrusive thoughts, we are talking about thoughts that are, um, again, in that ego dystonic nature, meaning the person themselves is like, I don't know why I'm having these thoughts. These thoughts are not something that I want. They are not something I any, in any way want to act on. And, and they're very, very disturbing to me. Okay. And then, and then the categories that these harmful thoughts can take on are things like, you know, causing harm to others, right? Whether it's impulsive, like what if I impulsively grab this item and hurt this person, right? And again, in, in almost every case I've ever seen, these people that have these intrusive thoughts have no history of ever engaging in this, nor engage in any of this behavior, Okay. They, it's not an impulse control issue. In fact, it's almost the exact opposite of an impulse control issue. But the fear of what if I snap and do something totally uncharacteristic, like hurting someone I love, hurting my child, right? Um, you know, whether it's a, a parent and an infant, right? What if I snap and smother my baby, right? You know, like these, these are thoughts that the people have had. And, and again, they, they generally, I want to emphasize, cause the person so much pain and distress that they will avoid holding their child. They'll avoid being around, the, uh, you know, people who they have these thoughts around and, um, you know, and, and so on and so forth. Right. And then there's um, thoughts about self-harm. What if I snap one day and harm myself? What if I end my own life one day, right? You know, and, and again, these are different from actual suicidal thoughts, okay? Um, like, like where the person's truly suicidal, right? Like the person's like, I want to end my own life. These, these people are having thoughts of like, oh my gosh, what if I do this one day? I don't want to do this. And then they get into these arguments with themselves about why they don't want to do this and why. And, and so, um, and then there's, you know, driving with your vehicle. What if I hit someone with my car and I didn't realize it? You know, what if I accidentally hurt a kid one day, right? Um, or even I'm walking along a balcony or up on a hotel and what if I just spontaneously jump off the roof? Y you know, like the, the idea of the end result of harm, right? And, and, and there's so many ways. And so some people might have verbal thoughts. Some people might have more images that pop in their mind, right? Because there's just there's different ways of people that people think, right? Some people think in language. Some people think in more image, imagery. So these intrusive thoughts, right, just bombard this individual, you know, that, that's experiencing this. And what, what happens is that the person not only reacts with, with fear and anxiety to the initial thought, but then they try to get they get caught up in this idea of like, well, what does this thought mean? Why did I have this thought? What does this mean about me? Am I some sick, twisted person? You know, and, and then these secondary thoughts come in. Okay. So that's really what we're talking about when we're talking about what are harmful, intrusive thoughts. They can take on any variation you can imagine. Like there's no way I could list all the different types of thoughts that I've heard people disclose, you know, when it comes to this particular theme. And again, to really clarify, I also have heard 
right? You know, in session where people really do have intent to hurt people, really do have intent to hurt themselves and really have what would be more egocentric harmful thoughts. And they are so different. It is, it is like apples and oranges, right? And, and because again, the person, you know, I can think of a couple instances, but I'll share kind of a, I'll share kind of a story that's merges a couple events um, just to make sure, you know, I'm not disclosing anything, but I, you know, I've had people like talk about how they happily fantasize about hurting people and, 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 you know, where you're like, and, and there's no anxiety, no distress, no, you know, there, there's no internal disturbance, right? Because the person really desires to do something like that, right? Or, or you know, really doesn't have a problem with those ideas anyway. Those are very different issues, okay? Those are very, very different issues. When I was doing the assessment and the person told me that, you know, I was asking questions consistently about like, hey, like, really trying to, to understand if this person, you know, like what was going on. And, and, and again, if you, if you have OCD and anxiety, your mind right now might be like, Oh my gosh, what if that's actually me? And what if, you know, so the, the point is, is that when you, when someone has these intrusive thoughts and the, the first thing we're looking for is that ego dystonic, that reaction to them, you wouldn't think the thoughts are intrusive, right? You know, if you it, it, like it, if they were egocentric, it wouldn't again, you wouldn't see them as intrusive. So that's that's like the first indicator. Then we talked about kind of the secondary, um, you know, all the different types of intrusive thoughts. And then the, the third point that I kind of want to talk about here is this idea of automatic versus willful thought. And to really separate this and Michael Singer talks about the about this in his new book, uh, Living Untethered where he has a chapter on the idea of uh, automatic versus willful thought. And when you are dealing with a lot of emotion in the body, especially fear, anxiety, it's, it's natural for the mind to start producing a lot of automatic thought. And these intrusive thoughts fall into this automatic thought category, not the willful thought. Like you can willfully create the image of a fire hydrant in your mind right now, right? Now you can just willfully do that. And then there's the idea of the thoughts that happen automatically. Okay. And those thoughts are generally fueled by emotion, you know, by, by just emotion in the body. That's why, you know, when we do the AAA response, right. You know what I teach, um, through in my course, taking back control, it's all about, again, not getting in the mind and moving more into the body, working with the anxiety, right. You know, and really moving, moving our awareness into the body. Um, because when you start trying to get into the content in the mind and trying to analyze why did I have this thought, what does this mean? Who, what does this mean about me? Um, you know, it, it, again, it just, it spirals out of control very quickly. This is why you can't go and talk, do talk therapy about intrusive thoughts because it ends up making people worse almost in every case that I've seen, because you talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and you get nowhere because the intrusive thoughts again, aren't reflective of, of the person, of some deep, dark desires of the person, the intrusive thoughts, in, in fact, are usually the exact opposite of the character of the person at hand. That's why it's it's usually so, it, you know, it's so, it's like oftentimes like the, um, you know, people that have the intrusive thoughts, I mean, it, that, that's why even the mere thought of it in their mind is so distressing to the individual that oftentimes they'll isolate themselves, they'll, you know, hide from people they love in order to quote unquote protect them. 
And that's why when you understand this issue from, from the, you know, the perspective of OCD and anxiety and you understand, you know, that loop that people get caught in, um, you know, it's, it's so important that you focus on the behavioral aspect of the loop and it's specifically all the mental behaviors, right? So when we're talking about overcoming intrusive thoughts, especially related to harm, again, you're, you really want to understand it from a loop perspective and you want to understand it from, again, these thoughts are egotistonic. They're not a reflection of you. They're not a reflection of uh, some deep, dark part of your psyche. And, and more importantly, from the behavioral aspect, you want to start to work to eliminate the behaviors that are reinforcing the loop, like we always talk about. And so it's specifically with the harm, this is going to be things like avoiding, um, you know, objects that you're afraid of, avoiding people you're afraid of, getting reassurance, uh, as well as all the mental behaviors like, you know, uh, mental reassurance, thought checking, thought suppressing, thought replacement, um, mentally praying, distracting yourself, trying to, again, um, you know, stay really, really busy. So you don't have to, again, like deal with what's going on internally. There's so many things people do. And that's why if you're, if you're wrestling with this, it's important to get guidance, right? I mean, I, I will say that I don't, I don't recommend that you just, you know, listen to this episode and then try to go and implement this on your own. It's important to make sure you're doing the right things because, the, the number one thing that keeps people stuck is that they're doing behaviors without realizing it. So when you can really move into eliminating all the behaviors, um, that, that is what breaks the wheel. And ultimately when the emotion, when the emotional work is done and, and you've really, you know, processed and, and in many ways released a lot of the stress energy that's in your body or the, um, you know, the, the fear and anxiety, from there, then the mind quiet down, quiets down. And then that's what, um, that's when you really start to see the progress start happening and you can start to believe in the tools more and more. So, um, and that, and again, that's done through exposure response prevention and all this other stuff. So, um, but yeah, when you, when it comes to the intrusive thoughts, I just want to talk about this one category real quick because it's very common and a lot of people suffer in silence and there's no reason to suffer, you know, and there's no reason to continue suffering if you're, if you're, um, experiencing this because there are effective ways to break out of this, uh, break out of this loop and, and letting go of the stories about this is, uh, is such a huge part of, uh, of people's recovery and not thinking that they're bad people because these automatic thoughts are, are popping up in their mind. So hope that helps. And, uh, again, check out the links in the notes and again, please, uh, support our show by liking and subscribing and leaving a comment. And uh, with that said, we will uh, continue on this series. And in the next episode, we're probably going to talk about um, scrupulosity or intrusive thoughts related to one's faith or religion. So thank you so much. And I hope you have a great week. See you guys soon. Hi there, Matt Cotty here. And thank you for taking the time to hang out today. Now, real quick, if you are currently struggling and you're looking for help, please head over to restoredminds.com because we have different programs available to help you. And the good news is, is that for the most part, you can get started right away. And if you found this episode helpful, then we would really appreciate if you would take the time to leave us a review on iTunes, as it would really help our show. You can also send us ideas for topics of future episodes that you would like us to cover at support at restoredminds.com. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode.